Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I got so sing songy with your voice there, but yeah. welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, listeners, we have some, a pretty pretty rough documentary that we're gonna throw at you. Um, I did not know how depressing this documentary was going to be until I got into watching it. Um, so let me all warn you in advance that this is it's rough to watch. Um, it's called Seaspiracy. It's a Netflix original, obviously, um, just released this year in 2021. Mm -hmm. And it deals with the ocean. And from the description on Netflix, it just makes it seem like it's going to talk about the like pollution yeah. and the loss of biodiversity kind of aspects of the ocean. So I was expecting it to be bad and, and, uh -huh. and hard to watch, but it it's so much worse and it goes so much deeper than I ever thought like the corruption on a global scale of our oceans goes. Yeah. Um, now I know and I am I haven't watched a documentary that's gotten me this fired up in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, Jamie, I apologize when I suggested this to you. I didn't know how rough it was going to be. <laughs> hey, all good. It's an important thing we need to all think about. It is. Um, have you seen Cowspiracy? I have not. Okay, so that's like basically the land industrialized farming version of this that okay. was made a couple of years ago. And it's actually, it's not the same narrator, but it's done in a very similar style, which makes me think there was like a collab there since it was cowspiracy and this is seaspiracy. Yeah. That, you know, some sort of collab happened there because it's, it's shot and narrated in a very similar style. Um, gotcha. But, but yeah, um, I don't I don't even know where to begin like no. talking about this. My notes are just like a list of facts that just get yeah. more and more depressing as they go down. Well, that's the, um, that's the thing about this entire documentary is like it's there's really not much downtime. It's just like fact after fact about just terrible yeah. things you find out about commercialized fishing and yeah. honestly like as someone, I guess maybe that's why, but like as someone who doesn't really eat much seafood, I've never been like a huge seafood fan. Right. I don't really think about it too much because I don't purchase it and I don't eat it. But, um, you know, it's true that like one of the things we hear a lot or that's marketed to us is that like fish is the healthy alternative to meat, essentially. Like, you know, that's why so many people are pescatarian or... You know, they just, you know, they don't have actual, quote, meat, but they'll eat fish because it's healthy. And right. basically, we learned that that's not the case. Like, nothing's healthy right. about fish, first of all. Right. And it's just, like, it goes so far beyond. Yeah, it's pretty much the exact same issue as commercialized farming on land. Like, there's just right. no good side. And and it's, like, it's the same issues as on land, but on on a, a huge yeah, so much scale. larger scale yeah. and like the reason and it's something i've never even really thought about like when you're out on a fishing boat in the ocean usually 90 probably upwards of 90 percent of the time you're the only thing on the water for as far as you yeah. can see in all directions there's no other boats out there 
and there's nobody watching what you're doing or how you're doing it there and there's there's no regulation there there are some companies that have quote unquote observers on board that are either bribed to say what the company wants them to say or they're just pushed overboard in a tragic fishing accident so car sorry can't recover the body kind of situation yeah um that just the fact that they they're able to like the ocean is so far away from ever even if you live on the beach the middle of the ocean is so far away from where you are there we can't be out there we can't just like walk out and see what's going on out like into the ocean and they're just devastating the wildlife populations they and they compared it to um the rainforest at one point and they said that we on average every year we clear 25 million acres of the rainforest which is horrible but bottom trawling which are these huge weighted down nets that they drag across the ocean floor wipe out 3.9 billion acres every year that which (laughs) it's just unimaginable you know? and, and it is, and I think I, I saw an al- an analogy recently that it wasn't related to this documentary, but I, I think it it, will, it helps here because it, it said something like most people don't understand the difference between a um, one million and one billion, and like how much bigger one billion is, uh-huh. and it puts it in term of in terms of seconds. So one million seconds is about twelve days. One billion seconds is about 32 years yeah 1 billion is so much larger than 1 million so to go from 25 million acres to 3.9 billion acres of just like land essentially or uh, ocean floor being wiped out every year like (laughs) right (laughs) and i feel like you know i think some people might hear that still and be like oh well what's the big deal like the ocean blah 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 but it's like There are entire oh. ecosystems that are just being completely wiped out because, you know, Wait. we don't really know much. Like, there's so much about the ocean that we don't really know, but we are destroying a means of for, you know, species to keep... We're basically wiping out part of the food chain of the ocean. Well, multiple parts of the food chain, really. <laughs> like, everything. And, and it's, it's not just, like that, oh, we're killing biodiversity and, and we're killing new species before we even discover them, which we are, and that's terrible. Yeah. But also, we as humans are 100% dependent on the ocean to survive. Not because we need to get food from it, but because it produces so much of the oxygen yeah. that we breathe. Upwards of 85% of all oxygen on the planet is created by bioplankton which are little like microscopic uh algae things that live on the surface of the ocean that's what producing most of our oxygen if the oceans die we die (laughs) this isn't just like let's save some species it's like we're the species that we are saving by saving the ocean (laughs) right um and then they were saying that that phytoplankton stuff is fertilized by whales and Fishing, commercialized fishing is 
decimating whale and dolphin and seal populations, not because we're hunting them so much for food, but because they're being caught as bykill, or what do they call it? Bycatch. Bycatch. It's mm-hmm. I've, I've heard it as bykill, and that seems more accurate. Same thing. To me. Yeah. They're yeah. not catching it; they're killing it. <laughs> yeah, just essentially like accidentally, like any animals that get caught in the net is is bycatch or or bykill, and that that I didn't. I mean, I guess like how can you prevent that? Because if you're trying to catch like smaller fish, your net size has to be a certain diameter or whatever, like the holes. Otherwise, things will just fly through it. So, like, yeah, no kidding, they're gonna do that, and they don't probably have, you know, clearly they just don't care enough to quickly resolve that because if you're trying to like get your catch you can't worry about like you know filtering out the animals or whatever right so it's just like yeah i wrote down some of the numbers it says that like we kill upwards of thirty thousand sharks every hour as by yeah. kill, we kill um, just off the coast of France alone. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand dolphins are killed every year. Um, I thought I wrote down the number for whales too, but I'm not seeing that in my notes. Oh yes, I did here. Oh well, this one it says three hundred thousand whales and dolphins combined together are killed every year as by kill across the world. It's just, and, yeah. And the reason, like there, there is no solution to this besides stopping commercializing like commercialized fishing because there's no way that they could catch enough fish fast enough for the demand of the market without doing it the way that they're doing it you can't go out with a fishing pole and (laughs) you know catch fish individually which is your other option right um and so much of these nets when they're damaged or or pulled off the ship they're not recovered like like the the plastic problem in the ocean is fishing gear and fishing nets and fishing lines the ocean is just polluted with so much fishing gear um the great pacific garbage patch i think we may have even talked about that in one of our other documentaries um it's like the largest garbage patch on the the planet right now um 1.6 million square kilometers 46 percent, almost half of that is made up of fishing nets and fishing gear that's what's holding it all together. <laughs> that yeah, that was that was really surprising because it's true and they explore this in the documentary that the only thing about the garbage patch that we really hear about is like microplastics or just right. plastics in general, which of course the fishing net is made of plastic. But it's like, you know, we all have that idea and so many restaurants are catching on to this like no plastic straws to save the you know, to save the, not the dolphins even, but the um, turtles because of the one viral video where they were pulling one out of a turtle's nose. It's like, you know, we have this idea and like we're that is starting to spread and change. And yet the real cause, the real issue, which is fishing, because everyone's sort of like paid in some way, <laughs> you yes. know, it's like so corrupt and the money's so widespread that like, it's so far reaching that like there that's never going to change. And that is the one thing that needs to change. Right. I mean, and that's, that's the same solution or the same problem. And, and the same thing that was like uncovered in cowspiracy is mm. like, 
that all of the government officials and all of the nonprofit, you know, wildlife organizations, they're all being funded by, you know, the meat and the dairy industry or by the fishing industry. You know, the, there's money going back and forth between gov high ranking government officials and all of these nonprofit organizations. So all of like the nonprofit organizations that are supposed to be helping the environment are being incentivized with financially to not mention what the real problems are. And, and like you said, they go on campaigns about like, let's get rid of plastic straws because you know that that'll help the ocean and yeah. and he he says that they did some research and found out that plastic straws make up 0.03% of ocean plastic and then he compared it to boycotting toothpicks to save the rainforest because right. that's about what it's equivalent to like the problems are not I mean, making, I don't want to like say you shouldn't be making changes in your daily life to help the environment. I think that, you know, there's all, there's more that we could all do, you know, like yeah. any little thing that you do helps and that's great, but we need so much more than that to fix the problem. <laughs> and the problem is, I guess I just see this continuing, continuing until it crashes because yeah. there are no more fish left in the ocean. And there's nothing left for them to fish and and the whole like fishing industry just collapses because we're not going to fix it before that point. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it's impossible. We are like, you know, they gave a number showing that like in the 18 in like 1830 or whatever, it was possible to catch like one to two tons of fish in right. like one day. And that's what they did. Um, right. And then, you know, nowadays it takes an entire year for the fishing industry to catch that many fish, which just shows right. how reduced the population is. And then again and again, like everywhere they went, because um, the documentary kind of hops around to different areas. Um, it just talked about how like we're, you know, everywhere where commercialized fishing is, which is everywhere, um, like populations are essential of different animals, species are, you know, reduced over the last, like since the 1970s by right. like 90, like 80 to 99 percent and yeah, it's and like it's so crazy it is and it's because virtually no part of the ocean is actually protected from yeah. commercialized building. even like quote unquote protected areas of the ocean have like fishing as an exception like fishing can still happen in there the most damaging thing can still right. happen in protected areas and again it's because of the fucking money and yeah. how greedy humanity is Oh my gosh, I'm getting all wound up again. No, but it's true. I mean, like, as you are saying, the only way that that's going to stop is when, like, they literally cannot fish any more fish. And then they'll be like, well, fuck. What yes. have we done? You know? And, and honestly, and they won't even say, oh, what have we done? They'll just be like, well, what's the next endeavor to strip, you know, the planet of its resources and kill more things? Uh, and that's, there's this old uh, Native American, um, saying that goes when the last tree is cut down the last fish eaten and the last stream poisoned only then will you realize you can't eat money and that's exactly like they were right <laughs> that's yeah. what we're going to do to this planet we're going to destroy it over money which is absolutely meaningless yeah <laughs> oh man and then it's and like, like go for it <laughs> i was gonna say even like um Brands of seafood that claim to yeah. be sustainable, like they like to use that word sustainable, sustainable fishing or 
There was one that was um, dolphin safe. free. Yeah. What? Dolphin safe. safe. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphin safe brands, um, which they're claiming like no dolphins were hurt in the catching of this fish. And when they interviewed them, you know, they basically say, no, there's there's no way we could guarantee that. There's no way you can tell what's happening on these ships out in the ocean, you know. And at least he was honest and said that, like, we can't monitor them. We have no idea what they're doing. And I'm sure they're doing yeah. just shitty practices that everywhere else is doing. <laughs> I was so floored at, like, like, that guy must have gotten into some trouble after this documentary because he was so sure. forthright about the fact that, like, he's like, yeah, well... You know, um, we can't control what happens. Uh, some people are just bribed. Um, you know, it's like you're admitting that your company, like yeah. that nothing is, is like you can't ensure that anything is dolphin safe or whatever. Like it's just yeah. an impossibility. And there isn't anything that is dolphin safe. If it is coming oh. from commercialized fishing boats, right? it's not dolphin safe. Um, yeah. Also... If it's coming from commercialized fishing, which supplies, you know, most of the world's fishing, there's a fairly decent chance that the person catching it was a slave. Because I, yeah. that's apparently a huge problem on fishing boats, too, that I did not know about. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that either. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, most fishing boats, it said, like, they would not make money in the fishing trade like the actual people on the ships not the companies themselves if they didn't have slaves like that's the only way these ships even can turn a profit so they go in and this seems to be a problem especially in like taiwan and china and they go the captains go on shore and they make it seem like they're offering people a job to come and work on their ship and when they get them on the ship they just keep them there for years until they escape or die probably are the only two outs there yeah and that's it's apparently it's a huge problem that the government is covering up because again money yep um exactly and it's like it's you know they they go and explain that the fact that like it's it's yeah it's hard to do anything about that because the government is so involved in it and it's like they couldn't even be filming because the government was like i'm sorry what you know like when you have your your government backing this slavery issue like what do you what do you do how, how do you how do you stop something you're supposed to be able to turn to the government when you know you find out that there are slaves being used in your country to to fix the problem and and the government is the one just turning the the blind eye which just like there's so much corruption around all of this basically and i'm sure yeah. that it doesn't just exist in the fishing industry i'm sure that Industri yeah. like most industries probably around the world but like even especially within the industrialized farming industry as well i'm sure there's an equal amount of corruption that's you know covering up the horrific practices there as well yeah i mean and they even said like to the effect that the same high-ranking like crime bosses who are behind like human trafficking and and drug smuggling are behind a lot of like legal fishing as well like they're because there's money to be made and in fishing for species that you're not supposed to fish for because they're already like endangered species right yeah well speaking of illegal like they give a, a figure too that like one in three of the imported fish in the u.s are illegally fished so it's like right. you know yeah i mean 
I liked it at that one point he asked, like, you know, what can we do to, like, help this situation? And, like, the one person was just, like, eliminate or greatly reduce your amount of fish. And, like, that's really not even reduce. Like, like eliminate. Eliminate is the only way to solve Unless that. Unless you take a fishing pole and you go out and you catch a fish someplace to eat it, you cannot know that that fish did not come from somebody who was a slave, that did not come from, you know, nets that killed hundreds of dolphins or whales in the same catch. You, you don't know that. And there's a good chance that both of those things are the result of, you know, your fish fry on your plate. <laughs> right. And even then, you know, every, the waters are so terribly polluted that like, you're likely just eating a bunch of contaminants anyway. Right. Yeah. So and that's you, the other thing. Like yeah. fish are filled with mercury and toxic metals and microplastics. And even the, the farm ones, the farmed fish are... Yeah in the same like toxic situation there yeah. if not work yeah because they're like swimming in their own filth right <laughs> exactly and then yeah the fact with the salmon that like they are essentially the feed is what it's kind of like um flamingos i guess it's the food that gives them their color so like if there weren't right. dyes in it we would just be eating gray salmon essentially right yeah i mean that's if you catch like a salmon in the wild, like yeah. they're supposed, like they would have eaten enough foods to have like pinker flesh. I th it is like uh, what I believe is true about that. But like because they are not in the wild in the farmed raised ones, they actually have to feed them like a dye to like yeah. make their skin be the correct color when you cook it. <laughs> it's so wild. Oh man. Oh, man. I'm like almost shaking i'm just reading through my notes it's making me so upset again <laughs> yeah i mean i really it was interesting in the documentary where they did really try to pursue the idea of like what is what is sustainability what can we do and it's like you know they explored the idea of farms essentially fish farms Right. And, and as you're saying, like, because they're kind of like all stuck together in an unnatural way and they're not traveling and all these things, like there are so many diseases, including like sea lice parasites oh, that are yeah. just like decimating even those populations. So like 50, I think it's like 50% of the fish that are in farms are dying from diseases. So right. it's, it's like we have this farm to, to try to cultivate in theory, um, more fish so that we don't have to do wild fishing and yet that's not really helping anything and it's not reducing the amount of no. wild fishing that we have to do because the fish in these farms eat fish that have to be caught and right. fed to them so we're just catching a different type of fish to feed to the fish in the farms like so they're the the feed that they're not making like they're not coming out with a with a profit there at all yeah um that, that sentence makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's not profitable at all. You're just... Like, as far... It's not profitable as far as we're still killing the same amount of sea yeah. life. Uh, it's just we're killing a different type of sea life as well. Right, all. yeah. We're just prioritizing, like, salmon or shrimp or whatever over a different type. Yeah. <sighs> what did you... Uh, yeah. What did you think sorry. about... So the, one of the last things that we see is in the Faroe Islands, a thing called the Grind. What did you think about that form of 
wailing in that community. Okay, so the, the, this was probably the most graphic part yeah. of the whole um, he's We're talking about uh, culture or a city, a town on one of these islands, where they go out and they, they hunt whales in their community and bring them back. It's, they do it a couple of times a year. And the whole coastline is just covered in it's red like there's so much yeah. blood from the murdered whales that the whole coastline is red and watching that was horrible yeah however if everybody was fishing for their community in that way it would be a hell of a lot more sustainable than yeah. what we're doing to the oceans yeah. um so I can see like where the benefit to doing that. Like if we were all just going out with our communities a couple of times a year and hunting what we needed for to bring back for our town and and doing it together as 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 a team in you know for your town and not having hiring somebody else to do it the way that commercialized fishing is, it would be a sustainable way to to fish. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I can respect it in that regard. <laughs> but yeah. it was very horrific to watch. That's what I felt too. Yeah, I it is. Like, I don't... Like, yeah, they it was definitely the most graphic thing. And which was a, con, a bit of a confusing choice for me. Because yeah. the, the message I got from it is the message you got from it. Like, ultimately, yeah, if you are doing whaling in that way... You know, and you, I guess the difference is for like commercial whaling, I'm not sure what the end game is ultimately. And I don't think it's to consume everything that you catch. Whereas like with that, it made it clear that like that was going to sustain that community for X amount of time. And right. they kind of compared it saying like, you know, the, the, the guy that they interviewed basically said, you know, for me, all wildlife life is equivalent. So if right. I'm going to eat a whale or if I'm going to feed my family, I would rather kill one whale than five chickens or kill right. one whale than like 10 Sam, you know, like, so it was very yeah. like one, you know, he was trying to be like, why is one life more important than the other life? And that I, I was like, well, yeah, actually we don't. And then they go about talking about how like, we don't really consider fish to be life that can understand pain or right. communicate or do any sort of like higher thinking than what we expect from them. We're just like, oh, fish don't have feelings. Let's rip right. them apart, you know? So I thought well, that was interesting. Isn't that just like the biggest lie that the fishing industry has told us is that like, oh, fish can't think, fish can't feel, you know, it's fine. You can torture them and eat them and, and no, they don't even care. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is not in any way true. Science has proved that fish can think, fish can feel, fish do remember and have really arguably like higher evolved senses than us because they have been around for millions of years longer than us. Our, their senses have had a lot more time to develop than ours have. Um, so yeah. yeah, they're very aware that, you know, we're torturing them. Right. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was very interesting to see. 
But um, <clears throat> one of the other things I wanted to mention was yeah. about the coral reefs and mm. the damage that the trawling nets are doing to them. And if you don't know, these nets, they, they said that they're big enough to swallow 13 or more jumbo jet planes. And like these, these giant nets like that could rack up an entire cathedral are raking across the ocean floor. And the thing that they're damaging the most on the floor is the coral reefs, which are like the heart blood of the ocean. Without coral reefs alive, the ocean is going to die. And science is already estimating that 90% of all coral reefs will be dead by 2050. Yeah. Less than 30 years from now. Yeah. Um, so we're, and they also said that we're basically on track to have empty oceans by 2048. So that tracks with the coral reef timeline too. <laughs> right. It's just like, yeah, insane to imagine. Like part of like the, the creepy part for me of the ocean is imagining <laughs> all of the things inside of it, you know, cause right. we don't really know like what, how many animals there are or what types ultimately. But, you know, with nothing inside of it at all. <laughs> yeah, so soon it'll just be like a big, I don't know, cup of water. A <laughs> big cup of water. <laughs> big cup of water. And when that happens, when it's just empty and the oceanic current has stopped flowing, we'll all die too because throughout history, every mass extinction or every time the oceans have died or the current has slowed down to a near stop, um, they've always correlated with mass extinctions on the planet. So yep. be and prepared for that, everybody. Yeah. And we know well that we've already destroyed most of the populations of animals anyway, so not much left to go extinct right. anymore. But we learned in one of the recent documentaries that I forced Jamie to watch, you know, <laughs> was that 98% of all, like, animals on the planet are not wildlife. Like, wildlife only accounts for 2% of the yeah. num total number of animals on the planet right now because of the amount of animals that are in industrialized farms and the amount of animals we have killed due to over-habitation. Yeah. Which... And I, I, I'm just going to say this because it's been, this, this thought has been formulating <laughs> in my mind um, since before I watched Seaspiracy. It's been coming for a while now. Like the root cause of all of this planet's issues, they can all, it can all be boiled back to one thing. And that's that there are too many people on this planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. not, we need something more severe than just uh, plague the way Dwight Schrute said that we needed a new plague on this planet we need to cut our population in about half <laughs> like we're there's just too many people living on this planet right now obviously i'm not advocating going out and killing people but we need to like make drastic efforts to reduce our population by encouraging people to not make more humans there are already way too many of us we need to reduce our population yeah i mean according to what we read all the time or that's presented to us um we as millennials are already helping with that because the vast majority yeah. of us are not reproducing I, I i am among that i am not <laughs> i mean i don't want children but also even if i did this is not a world i would want to bring a kid into <laughs> like the oceans are going to be dead in 30 years which means we'll probably be dead in 40 so you know <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's just like, 
yeah, there's a lot that we could do to sort of change and help that. Like we were, I don't know, but I mean, ultimately it's not up to us. Like, as you we were saying, like we could each individually do these small things to help prevent climate change and destruction of oceans and like plastics in the water. But like, ultimately individual us is not the issue. It's always been right. industry and we can't really fight industry. So well, good the luck. only thing, the only thing we can do is tell people about this. Like I, these are facts that are being hidden from us, from the general public. They're, they're being so much like the people are being bribed and threatened to keep all of this secret so that there aren't, Instagram, you know, um, what a Instagram viral videos of yeah. all this happening that people want to, you know, create movements behind the real problems. You know, they're creating movements behind things that are not really the issue because they're keeping the real problem secret. Like, just tell people about this. Watch this documentary. Recommend it to your friends, and just the the only thing you can do is be informed and make sure that the people you know are informed as well and the more yeah. people who know about this the more likely change is to happen on a bigger level because we really can't do anything besides that yeah and what you should absolutely do is begin to reduce your consumption of fish yes if you haven't already <laughs> stopped eating all meat and dairy products you should lean towards that <laughs> yeah um so yes, go vegan. There you go. Or you can join one of the, you can join like the Sea Shepherds, the like one vigilante organization they were talking about, which was like stopping illegal fishing and stuff, which was interesting. They were actually really awesome. Like that there's just like, they're essentially like a, a good pirate ship. They like yeah. go around working with the Coast Guard trying to track down um, boats that are doing illegal stuff on the ocean and getting the people arrested or fined for it. Um, yeah. But like in very dangerous situations and with, you know, the definite risk that they could be killed for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, that that's, that's all you can do as an individual is stop eating meat, stop eating fish, stop eating dairy and watch these documentaries that are trying to enlighten us on yeah. what is happening at great risk to themselves. Like there's a lot of people out there risking their life to make these documentaries um, so that we know. And yeah. politicians care about the money, but they also care about um, getting reelected. So if all of their, you know, voters are telling them that they need to make changes in these things, you know, in these departments, then it's more likely to happen. And the only way that's going to happen is if people know what is going on. Yeah, exactly. And rant. And rant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, did you have any, uh, quotes or things from this that you'd like to mention? Sure. I have two quotes I wrote down. Um, the first one was, people shouldn't be afraid of having sharks in the ocean. They should be afraid of not having sharks in the ocean. Yeah. And the other one was, we are at war with the oceans. And if we win this war, we're going to lose everything. Because mankind cannot live on this planet with a dead sea. Yeah, that's good. Grim, but truthful. 
grim, but kind of uh, the whole the whole tone the whole of this point. whole book. <laughs> yeah, grim, but true. <laughs> the only quote I wrote down was just um, a, a funny expression that uh, one of the guys said. He was talking about like why, you know there's all these like very clear issues but no one's talking about them and he says why aren't they all over this like a rash i was like "Ooh, i like that yeah put that in my <laughs> vocabulary <laughs> and the reason is because money yep yeah that's because the reason for most issues in the world if you ever wonder why the government or anything is it like why the government isn't addressing what is clearly a problem the the answer always comes back to money either they're getting money to not address it or they're making money on causing it <laughs> yep oh i guess the last thing to say that i want to say about this too is that uh maybe also cut out um going to the aquarium from your <laughs> yes <laughs> from your life oh. Especially the dolphin exhibits. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention or touch on that at the beginning. Um, they go and they wa they see like these groups of people who are going out and herding dolphins back towards the shore. And initially, it's like we're told it's because they are catching dolphins to be um, sold and trained and sold into like aquariums for those those shows where the dolphins basically have no reason left to live after they've been taken out of their environment and whipped and beaten and tortured into performing these things and then forced to live in a tiny little box for their entire life. Yeah. And that's not even the worst part. The worst part is then they're just slaughtering the rest of the dolphins that they don't catch for training as what they are calling pest control yeah. because the fish, the the wildlife or the governments are trying to say that the lack of fish, the decrease in the fishing, the fish population is not because of overfishing, but it's because the dolphins are eating too many of them. <laughs> yeah. So they're basically scapegoating the lack of fish in the oceans on the dolphin eating fish, which is what their natural food is. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we forgot to mention that one at the beginning. That, that's how the documentary starts off, you know, and then it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much the long and short of the sea spiracy. I have one other fact related to that. I'm skimming through my notes here. Um, one for every one dolphin that's captured and and put into an aquarium of some sort or a Sea World, twelve are estimated to be killed. So, yeah. stop going to them. Don't don't maybe don't go to aquariums yeah. or sea shows. Um, that at least ones that harbor like big animals, whales, and and well, really all of them. Like aquariums are just like zoos. I hate zoos too. Like don't keep animals in cages. <laughs> right in like environments that are not where not their natural habitat. You know, and they can never be big enough, especially water ones. We can never create a water environment that would be big enough, like an equivalent to a natural habitat for an animal. On land, you know, you can have a couple hundred acres for some wild cats to roam around in a sanctuary, but you can't do that. You have a couple hundred acres of water on land. No. Unless, <laughs> unless it's like a lake. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's just, yeah, not going to work out. Yeah. But yeah. So, on that grim note, um, 
watch this documentary. <laughs> um, I, I highly recommend watching it. It's hard, and the information is inconvenient because it will definitely make you reevaluate reevaluate your life choices, <laughs> especially if you are still eating meat and eating seafood. But know that ignoring these problems is not going to make them go away. It's just going to make them continue to get worse. Yeah. So educate yourself and be informed about what is happening. There you go. If you would like to let us know what you thought about Seaspiracy, feel free to reach out on Twitter at NNL Podcast. Or you can send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And you can also send us any thoughts or suggestions on what you might want us to talk about in the future. We will try to talk about something more uplifting next time. Yes, <laughs> we will. But, uh, but until then, thanks, everyone. And bye. Bye.